I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis, and I'm with my dear friend and co-host, Julio Gallarotti. Julio, how are you today? Yo, yo, yo. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm swell. I'm swell. Um, everything, Everything's going. Everything's clicking. I'm, I'm feeling good. Positive energy today. Love it, dude. Same. Yeah. Same. I have to tell you, I had a bit of a windfall in terms of furniture. Very exciting. Yes. Tell Do you me recall about it. I was doing an uh, alternate side parking a couple months ago, maybe, where I took a huge dump on rest on restoration hardware oh, that briefly remember actually i think i did it on, on the, the podcast, podcast yeah. Too. yeah yeah well turns out we mended fences <laughs> they didn't do anything i just decided that their cloud couches are so comfortable that i had to have one and by the way they are not paying me to say this i in fact i wish i i wish i weren't saying it because i don't like to give free advertisements but it's all right i went to their outlet store where is that studio city sunset near sunset Park. okay yeah you know it's like right off the, right BQE, off the bqe i know exactly right as you're heading is. towards the the bridge that takes you to staten island verrazano yeah it's a place you would never go unless you had a car mm-hmm. totally so i was i went there after alternate side parking thursday this week and my girlfriend has been hounding us to upgrade our couch because our couch was meant for our old apartment, which was smaller, and now it looks a little bit small in the new place. And we listed it on Facebook Marketplace, and a bunch of people sent out, you know, we got a bunch of nibbles. Love a nibble. So then I thought, okay, well, if we've got all these nibbles, then I have the license to go look for an upgrade to the couch. You know what I'm saying? You totally. got fish on the line. We can afford to open a fish store. Does that make sense? <laughs> a fish door or a fish, fish store? store. I can get into the fish business now that I've got these nibbles. Now that you got a couple. yeah. Now that I've got the nibbles. <laughs> so I drove. I knew that the alter, uh, excuse me, the restoration hardware store, the outlet store was opening at 11 a.m., right? Okay. And I knew that when you get there first, you've got the first pickings, but you got to be there early. What? What is, is this like? So restoration hardware, I, restoration hardware is like the most expensive furniture. I get that, dude, but it's not ever. like there's a line out the door every single day to get into it. Like, the out, you, so it, things are just flying off the off the lot. There are certain things that restoration hardware makes that are highly coveted items, and the people who work at the outlet store have personal client lists that they text wow. when those items come in. And the cloud couch is one of them. The cloud couch is sort of the creme de la creme, which in French means. The cream of the cream. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Well, I speak French, so I felt like I had to. It was very unclear. What utilize that, that skill. That was like, uh, that's, I'll have the soup du jour. What's <laughs> yeah, well, that? The soup, soup of, the, of day. the day. Yeah. Mm, I'll have that. Now, some people say cream of the crop, which is more of an Americanized version, and I don't know what cream of crop means because most crops don't have cream. The cream of the crop. Yeah, I don't is know. that cream of wheat? I just. <laughs> I just assumed Wheat that the cream of the cream of the crop must have meant that the cream is the best crop of the harvest. Yeah, but why wouldn't know. they say top of the crop? I mean that that rhymes. <laughs> top of the crop does rhyme. 
Yeah. Cream of the crop, top of the crop. And then the bottom would be the crap of the crop. Anyway, moving on. So the 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 cream of the cream, right, is the is the cloud couch from Restoration Hardware. And I always thought it was a little gimmicky because it's basically it's just a massive bed. It's ridiculously comfortable. It's so comfortable that you don't I mean, it makes other couches feel like cots. It's very comfortable. It's nuts. But they're hard to find, right? And the way that this the outlet store in Studio City works, as I think a lot of outlet stores work for restoration hardware, is they will sell floor models that were featured in the flagship stores, in the main stores, right? So a lot of the time, the couches and furniture that's coming in there has either been sat upon by hordes of prospective buyers, or it's dinged up. It has a couple, you know, scrapes and Correct. stains, whatever it is. Or just like wasn't, didn't meet the factory standards. Correct. And as a result, you get 40% off, which makes it a little easier to stomach. Right. And I went in there just hopeful, right? No, no idea of what I was going to find, but I got there 15 minutes before the store opened. And the doors were open because people were unloading trucks of furniture into the store. And I walked in. You infiltrated the I walked in, hardware outlet. And they were like, hey, buddy, listen, we're not quite open yet. Uh, but by now, I'm already in the store. Right? So once you're through the gates, I mean, what are they going to do? Tell me to go wait outside? I mean, maybe. I was bigger than they were. So uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'll just wait. And I went and waited outside. I don't know why I made that joke. I, I did exactly what I Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I went and waited outside, but I was only wearing my sweatshirt because I thought I was going to be allowed to come inside. So it was cold. And that Studio City is right on the water. So it's windy and windy. cold. And they saw me and they saw me in my sweatshirt. And they were like, well, you can wait inside. So they let me come back inside. And then once I was in. Inventory. Dude, once I was in, it's 10.50. The store opens at 11 a.m. Once I'm in the store, they said, do you know what you're looking for? And I said, cloud couch. And they go, we got one today. Wow. And I was like, where is it? And they were like, all right, just here it is. And they pointed to it, right? Now, white cloud couch, performance fabric, which means very stain resistant and much easier to clean, right? It was the luxe version, which means it's 45 inches deep. And I don't know how familiar are you are with the dimensions of couches. I'm not at That's all. That's a yeah. deep couch. <laughs> that is a deep couch. It's a deep couch, dude. Yeah. Uh, so very, very deep, really nice. And here's the kicker. It had not come from the floor of the regular store. It was simply an overstock. Wow. This couch Too had, had just been taken out of the box for the first time. I was the only person that had ever sat upon the couch. You pop the cherry of the couch. Spotless. You're the first one to smell the luxe fabric. Exactly. Dude, I ne- destroyed its hymen. <laughs> the next time, the next time I go to somebody's house who just bought a couch, I'm gonna talk about the depth. Do you think yeah. they'll be impressed? Yeah. They do. This couch is deep. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, deep couch. Deep, deep couch, couch, bro. You almost want your feet to dangle. Oh, gotcha. You want to be oh. sitting so far back that you look like a little boy. <laughs> and your feet are Yeah, yeah tw- you know, twiddling your toes. Your little sandals. So Can we get ice cream? Get this, though, right? I asked the lady who worked there. I said, 
is this a good deal? You know, is this a good situation? It was 40% off. And she goes, I've got five people coming in here in 10 minutes to buy this couch. Jesus. And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, wow. Now, what do you think happened next? Were you like, what are you going to tell them? Dude. (laughs) Like, why were they? Yeah, like. I, I guess it's a hard question. I, do you think that I just was like, all right, I'll buy it right now? Yes. Knowing me as you do. Uh, yes. Knowing the sick pleasure that Dude, I yes. take. Yes. I mean, I've seen you buy like ridiculous leather jackets and fucking right. cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you shoot from the hip in the retail I sure sphere. Do. I sure do. But here's the thing. You're right. I had already made up my mind that I was going to buy this. Yeah. But I decided to wait the 10 minutes until these people came in. These furniture insiders just to watch them come over to the couch that they had driven all the way to Studio City for and be like, is this the one? And then the lady like, yeah. And then they'd see me sitting on it and I would be like, sorry, I'm taking it. The pleasure. You did that. I took in watching their crestfallen faces. In watching their spirits melt. Is that how it works? If you're sitting on it, you're allowed to say I was the first one there and I had already, yeah, they'd already taken the tag off of it. They'd already rung me up. And you just waited to see. I claimed it. Like you might have to try to try restoration hardware outlet in Livingston, New Jersey. Yeah. So yeah. you bought it, but you were just sitting there waiting. I hadn't like swipe my credit card but yet, but I was to... already, I had already told the oh people who God. worked there I was taking you it. You were just bouncing. But I wanted these people, I wanted the pleasure of these people coming in and seeing that I had claimed it already and just being really bummed out. Was there any part of you that wanted to see if the lady working there was bluffing and that she just said that to make you buy it? Partly, but I also, I mean, I'm being a little bit like ridiculous. The other thing was that, you know, they came in while I was processing the couch. I didn't like actually wait around for it. But I will say (laughs) that the pleasure of knowing because these people are so hooked up and so plugged in to the insider black market furniture game that they that they. They have connections like they're they're like hype beasts who have that's a sneaker funny. hookup for couches. They're like they're the, hunters. That's crazy. And a lot of the time, these people, it's the same deal as the sneaker thing. It's like they middle will, aged women. They'll buy the stuff knowing that they can then sell it on a secondary market oh, for a markup. That's interesting. And so they came in. A lot of these people, they'd been they'd been waiting weeks. They'd been hoping for the news of a cloud couch that had not gone to the floor, you know, had not been sat upon. And here it was. They'd gotten their texts. That's great. And fortunately, the window was so short that I don't think their connections at the store had sent them text messages saying, sorry, it's already been claimed. So how do you get that connection? Do you have to like juice these people no, monthly? You just go week after week after week. You know, you start bringing them little biscuits. Right. I'd be like, yo, cough up the fucking cash. Like I make 20 bucks an hour. Like, I agree. If you want this couch, you better fucking I would do the same hit thing. Hit me with a Venmo request. It may be too that those people who work there get a commission and so they know that it's their benefit to hit up their own clients Got it. to try to like tie that 
deal together more. But don't. But didn't she still get a commission because you bought it and you talked to her? She did, but she didn't have any control. Like none of them could control right. who would get right, right, that. Right. Interesting. Um, and only because I arrived early and was cold was I able to be the guy who got this cloud couch. Crazy, bro. Dude, Dude it was yeah. one of the best, one of the better wins of my life. Dude, I get, I'm really happy when you get happy about stuff, man. But let me put it this way. The couch is 30 to 40% more comfortable as a result of seeing their disappointed faces. <laughs> Every time I lie in it, I feel like I am sinking into a bed of their own tears. Do you know what I mean? Dude, so I don't get that same kind of pleasure. Come like on, that. Julio. Like you, I'm serious. I'm, Julio! Maybe... <laughs> Julio, what is this? Japan? What is this? Japan? <laughs> you don't get Dude, any no. pleasure from getting something that other people wanted. So there's something I I have like a competitive edge to me in some capacity because obviously I played sports like you, but I'm just not that competitive all the time. Like some of my friends would disagree with me, like, but I don't think that they're thinking about it in a complex enough way. Like, sure, if I'm playing video games, I want to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but like when it comes to shit like that, I wouldn't get pleasure knowing that like these other people are miserable <laughs> all right all right hold on a second hold on a second let's say that there's an item that is highly coveted and you get the last one yeah it could even be something as simple as of course it feels good like you know there's a line of people you, that the, feels the playstation good. thing that, that of course feels good but not i wasn't like happy about the like People in the second half of the line who didn't get one. No, I get but that. Yes, I'm happy to get one. You're not okay. So you're not taking pleasure in their in defeating uh, anybody. I think I'm, there's a there's a really good word for this. Um, Schadenfreude. Although <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I think it's it's not quite this. But Schadenfreude, I think, is taking pleasure in like the harm of others. Okay. Or like when other people have bad things befall them. Right. You so, feel good about it. Yeah. And I think it tends to be a little bit more like that this person was injured and it makes you happy or they like lost money and it makes you happy. Um, Schadenfreude. The word of the day. Fill, yeah. it, in, fill it in sponsors. If Pleasure you want to sponsor derived the the by someone from another person's misfortune. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to I'm going to say that works. I, I'm going to say I nailed that one. The word of the day brought to you by blank. Yeah. Hit and, us up if you want to. By the way, we need to backtrack a couple uh, minutes because uh, in previous episodes, I've had a few words that I haven't been able to come up with. One of which was the pattern of the chairs. Oh, yeah. Houndstooth. <laughs> Have you ever oh, heard of houndstooth? Somebody commented that. Houndstooth is the word. And I was I was wondering what the fuck they were talking about, but that's what it was. A lot of people hit me with tweed. That's what they thought it was. Mm. Tweed was not what I was looking for. Houndstooth Got it. was the pattern of the chairs that we sent back. Houndstooth. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So we got our cloud couch. Uh, it's here. We had people. And okay, to, to finish this story, because there's one last chapter. Actually, it's more of a coda. I would call this a, 
a coda <laughs> to the story. It's like an epilogue. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a musical term. A, a year later, actually, yeah. it turned out that okay. It's it's like yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like where are they now? Like the you know? new the, the new the new volume has like <laughs> yeah. extra ten uh, pages. A, a PS or a final update or a you know yeah. yeah. So the story was finished, but here here here's the here's the coda to this story. Um. So we you know we're in the we we still have to sell the old couch. Um, and we had this, these two people come over today to actually look at it. And, uh, it was two young women. Um, and one of them had a, a, a foreign accent, but I didn't hear her speak enough yet to place it. And they walked in and, um, I had to like stage the couch again in our living room and push the new one to the periphery oh, right. to try to present it in the best right. light to fetch the most value here it is yeah and also you know the dog is barking because they've arrived (laughs) and my girlfriend doesn't want me to let the dog out because in her mind and i didn't even think of this if they come in and see that we have a dog they're going to assume that we allow the dog on the couch that it's peed on lowers the value of the couch and these are all the sorts of things I, I just like my head wasn't on a swivel yet. You Dude, know, it's I funny wasn't... the idea of like being a sort of like ragtag salesman of your own shit. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we've barely even sat on it. Dude, <laughs> like, Dude I was say? fluffing the pillows. I was brushing it off with my hand. I was, you know, telling them how much we loved the couch, but <laughs> didn't have it. a choice because our new apartment was so much bigger. <laughs> you know and they're looking at us like shut the fuck up like That's you know great. we'll try it and we like it we like it um but here's what happened my girlfriend was <laughs> doing the same thing we're both you know what are the, what's the word used car salesman basically we're yeah, like right. let me talk to the manager yeah we're teaming up we're just <laughs> hey, falling babe. right into this hokey like That's you know hilarious. mark twain uh bit where we're selling <laughs> snake oil. You these. leave the room and she's like, listen, I know he'll go. <laughs> I know if you go 75% I ask, he's going to accept. <laughs> you caught him on the right day. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, his, his, <laughs> members of his family died and he's been taking it horribly. <laughs> All right. So, 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 so yeah, we're doing our little like musical number dancing around. And, um, my girlfriend goes, uh, she said something like, uh, you know, it's in really good shape. I'm, I'm very anal. Mm-hmm. She said that, right? And the woman with the accent goes, what? <laughs> and she goes, you know, I'm anal. I'm like, whatever. And, and I go, anal retentive. And her friend goes oh she's french she doesn't know what that means and then i was like because i speak french I, I started speaking to her in french and immediately we're having this french conversation where i'm like she's like she looks at me she goes anal which is butt sex in french and there's only one meaning there's no anal retentive that's crazy or anal that this in was the French. first time this American, this woman who lives in America ever encountered the term I, anal not referring to ass sex. Like, that's crazy to me. It's, it's a word you don't hear as often as you think, though. And here's the thing, right? She must have been so confused. She, like, of course oh, she anal. was. She's like, qua? She's like, yeah. oh yeah, I like getting pounded on the, in the ass <laughs> yeah. on this couch. <laughs> 
It's very tidy. We only do butt sex on it. Uh, you know me, anal lady. Um, no, but so I explained it to her and we had a good laugh about it. But here's my question, right? Why did we decide that instead of saying all of anal retentive, we would shorten it to anal? I don't know. That seems like a a contraction that should have been off limits. I'm trying to think if there's any sort of like similarity to the root of it, like anal meaning you're like uptight and the anus is a tight area. Like, is that it? That makes, I mean, that's, that's, that's not terrible. I, I hope that's it, you know, cause that would make sense, but it's like one of those things. Like imagine we had a, a, a term that a lot of people used an everyday term that was like, I don't know, uh, Blowjob focused. I'm a very right, right. blowjob focused person, <laughs> and and that was a totally acceptable term in common language, where you know it meant like your your career motivated, yeah. right? And then all would would we shorten that to just I'm very blowjob? No, right, right, right. Because we know that that word is off limits, and yet somehow anal is a totally acceptable term when used one way, and not it's it's a taboo term another way. Right, right, right. Certainly among strangers and in like, you know, dude, it's common use. It's that's a very odd situation. But you're right. It is unusual to have a word that's like so taboo but yet so also widely used. Yeah. Without any adjustment to it. It's always kind of surprised me. Every time people say I'm anal and like they take pride in it, you know? Uh-huh. Cuz it's one of those things where it's like, "Ah, oh, sorry, I'm so tidy." Right. It's right, a little right, right. bit of a, you know, self-promoting thing yeah yes it's like one of those things where like what are your weaknesses and it's something that's good yeah You're like I, oh, do, I just i work so hard I work too hard yeah. i don't have balance yeah <laughs> I'm, i respond too quickly to emails sometimes <laughs> whatever well are they gonna buy it we're waiting to hear from them here's a question nibbles, baby nibbles you, have you worked in retail you ever uh, sold shit in anything I worked a sales job for nine months, but like not in a retail store. I've never, I never worked in a retail store. Perfect. Have you? Ha- um, no, no, I've never worked in in retail. No, uh, I've been like a bartender, so but not, not the same. But here's my question: How good were you at evaluating a customer and their likelihood of buying the thing you were trying to sell them? While so, so, while you were while you were you know here's the problem here's the problem with this I was 23 and I and I don't know if this is still true you guys can decide because I don't want to say this then have everyone shit on me but I've always looked a little bit younger so like when I was 23 I looked like I was 17 or 18 and I'd call these guys and I'd be like hey can I like sell your building for you like you know you get them talking they're like yeah sure let's meet and then I'd show up to their building and they would laugh at me hmm. they would go <laughs> you're gonna sell my they're like, kid, take a seat. Take a seat. All right, listen. Then they start, Shirley Temple. Yeah, then they start mansplaining to me. People love to mansplain to me, too. I'll be in the parking lot. They're like, oh, like they just decide that I need to know something. I'm like, why do I just look like I'm a fucking helpless, like little fucking boy? Dude? I love that people adult explain to you. I get mansplain. Yeah, I get adult explain. That's all really the time. funny. It's frustrating. Wow, that would be annoying. Does it still happen? Yes. In yes. a way, it's a compliment to you. I guess. But I, I also like people, like some people you don't say stuff like that to. I think it just says that like people aren't 
they think that I can take it or something. Like they're not afraid of me being like offended. I don't mm. come off as a person who's going to get offended. That's my perception of it. I might that's be good. That up. That's good. You're someone who can roll with. That's a huge skill, man. To be somebody who people know can roll with the punches. People like those people more. Yeah, I, sometimes it's at you know my own expense though. And this is the thing about sales that never really worked for me. You have to be willing to make promises that you might not be able to keep. And I would see a lot of these guys get in those situations where they'd be like, we can sell your building for this. And they'd be like, okay, great. Nine months go by. There's no way that that's going to happen. And the person's like, why can't we do it? And then they like put it back on them. They're like, you need to lower your expectations of the market, blah, blah, blah. Huh. It started becoming this like weird thing. And I was like, this is like shitty. Kind yeah. Of, well, that's, you know. that's real estate. I mean, whatever, but I'm sorry, sure. I, this, I shifted. The- no, no, no. That was, that was useful. Um, I guess my question is, you know, do you think there's truth to the idea that if you're a very skilled, experienced salesperson that you can, I don't, I, I have, nobody's ever told me this, but like the moment someone walks into a store, you kind of know like this person's actually going to buy something versus they're not. Um, do you, can oh. you read their body language enough? Do you know that the questions that they're asking, you know, show that they're more and more likely or not to, to buy the thing? So I, th- I honestly think that there's a way to maybe assess that, but while also being humble enough to know that you'll never know mm-hmm. and that you should give people a sort of baseline of respect. Yeah. No matter what. Because, dude, have you ever gone into a store and the person like, wrote you off totally that and, and they don't think you noticed i think that's a, st- a salesperson who's a step below the salesperson who doesn't give off yeah but usually that happened that. to me when i would walk into like an armani wearing flip-flops and basketball shorts. right no totally and they'd be like oh here's here we go can i help you sir right you know right, right. and i'm like no i'm just looking around there's this it's so annoying when those people are condescending about that it's like you make like a very modest wage and you spend all your money on these clothes like you shouldn't be such a cocky fuck fair but i also understand that first of all folding clothes is really annoying sure and if i'm coming in there with my sweaty basketball fingers and unfolding sweaters and then doing that thing where i try to fold them myself to oh, put yeah. them back and the way i've done it is in so it. inadequate it's so frumpy it's like there's this neat stack of very angular crisp sweaters and then there's the one on top that that fucking moron unfolded looked at for a second knowing he wasn't gonna buy it the first thing he did was look at the price tag gasp and then refold it it's part of the job, dude. You know, folding's your job. You got to refold it. Fine, fine. fine. It just would, but that's what they always say too, right? I always, I always apologize for it. I'm always like, I'm sorry. How do you feel when you have spent a lot of time in a store, tried on a bunch of different clothes, you've had a specific salesperson dedicate lots of time to you. Maybe they've even brought you a bottle of water. You've cracked jokes. They now know what you do for work. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you decided nothing was perfect and you don't want to buy anything. How much guilt do you have? And are you okay with saying, I'm not buying anything, I'm leaving, goodbye? So I try to avoid that situation because it's obviously not ideal. I don't love it. I don't want to be in that position. But this is what I do when I am in that position. I try to like 
you know, we exchange names, which I'm assuming was implied with what you just said. And then I say that I live in the neighborhood. Because by saying that you live in the neighborhood, it means that you're going to be back and you're going to buy something. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And sometimes it's true and other times it's not. Like I literally just did this. I went to this, uh, to this fragrance store near where I live mm -hmm. currently. Really fucking cool store. It's just a giant table of all these fragrances. They're really expensive. But they have these little like bottles on top of the bottle so that you can smell it without having to squirt it which is an interesting thing. Mm, okay. So there's like a little sort of like v v vase on top of the thing, wherever you smell it, whatever. I smelled like 20 different ones, you know, got the girl's information and was like, yeah, you know, I'll be back. But she liked me and she was like, listen, she's like, if you want to come in here every morning and spray a different one on, she's like, don't worry. I'm like, that's fine. I was like, mm. oh, this is great. Okay. You know, okay. Um, that, that was an ideal way that that worked out where I didn't buy anything. It was, they, they were too expensive for me. It was like $300 or something yeah, for a bottle. It's too God. much. Um, and I didn't want to like seem like a loser by like checking the travel size. Well, how much were the travel size? Yeah. Like that always hurts to like be shopping out of your means. Like you never want to admit that. Do you, will you buy the cheapest thing they have just to, you know, somehow pay for your ticket in the store? No, I try. So dude, like if I'm setting out to buy stuff and I don't do it very often, but like, I'm going to go try to buy some stuff. So I'll look around, look at t-shirts. And because I'm actually intending to buy something, I don't feel bad about the fact that I might not. Hmm. But to your point, even though it's a painful situation and a painful process, I still will not just buy something for the sake of buying it so that it's not awkward. Okay. What about you? No, not usually. At this point, I've grown out of that. Yeah. I There were definitely years when I was younger and, and more timid where I felt I owed it to people for their time yeah for wasting their time yeah. and you Which know is just incorrect yeah it is it is hey julio you look pretty good dude i don't know if you guys noticed we swapped up the robes this we week. we sure did we pulled the old switcheroo you We're bang swingers. my wife i bang yours <laughs> robe swingers baby yeah. i'm rocking the hot llama and i'm honestly like i feel like i'm looking pretty good in this yeah color. don't get used to it because that's mine <laughs> i like you in the deep sea camo though i don't mind the deep sea camo but i like the hot llama better this is a nice look on you yeah you're more of a camo kind of guy Perhaps. And I'm more of a hot llama kind of guy. That's not a bad call. But they've got plenty of incredible patterns and uh, things to choose from over at cloverrobes.com slash oops, promo code oops, 15% off. Yeah, these are great robes. They're a great gift. We're in the dog days of winter right now. You need a nice versatile robe um, to just help you get through these dog days of winter. That's right. Your lady gets out of the bathtub, hand her a plover robe. <laughs> Dude, I gotta be honest. If my girl surprised me by coming out of the bathroom in a plover robe and only a plover robe, and then all of a sudden I'm picturing this as a movie, she takes it off and it just goes to the ground. I just see hot llamas slam to the ground. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, baby, it's fucking go time. Yeah, the camera would be behind her and she would do a little yeah. shrug of the shoulders and say, whoops. And you see my face be like, and yeah, you'd be like, boing. Oh, whoa, babe. <laughs> yeah. This is sick, babe. Yeah. Shout out to our pals over at Plover. Uh, we love those guys, what they're doing over there. Sure uh, do. They're a good group, fun company. Uh, grab one of these robes. They're just a really fun thing to have. Cloverrobes.com. Sorry. Cloverrobes.com <laughs> backslash oops. Promo, promo code, code oops. How much? 15% off. 15% off. Get them today. So, dude, I, this this uh, is actually segues into another topic that I want to talk to you about. Good, because I think we were done with that one. <laughs> um, 
this is wait am i missing something no no okay. i'm just being an yeah. asshole <laughs> Okay, it was on. more on me than you. I, no, no, I was wasn't sure if you actually were like, dude, I have much more to say. No, 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 no. Let's um, keep going. Okay, so anyway, this is a thing that happened to me, um, and I want to know what your thoughts are. So I went to a, a Chipotle equivalent kind of place. Okay, you walk up. They, Sounds like Dos Torres. They put well, no, but but similar. Sounds to that like Qdoba. <laughs> so well, not not the same food genre necessarily not the oh, same cuisine i see what you're saying the same structure the level you show up what do you want you know you have a grain you get a protein yeah sounds like toppings a whatever so, <laughs> not <a big> again. <laughs> oh i feel very mischievous okay today. a chipotle I feel mischievous the same structure as a chipotle yeah and the lady was kind of like scooping my shit in very sort of cavalier not paying attention mm. and i noticed that this the the scoops are like really skimpy Oh, oh, I, I thought you were going to go the other way with that. She was just like, you know, the rice, like the scooper thing, yeah, which is intended yeah. to be the exact measurement. She was going like 60% dumping it. And I did. I had done a leg workout this morning. Like that morning, I'm starving. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this meal. Oh, I've been looking on. forward to it all morning. And she kind of like quarter scoops the chicken. And then I just like at the end of the thing, I look at my bowl and I'm like, and dude, I could see like 50% of the brown on the bowl exposed because of how unfull the bowl was this sounds like sweet green that's my final answer it's not damn it i know it's not it wasn't a salad well i guess sweet green has grain bowls and stuff too yeah they they're a little skimpy there too honestly. well they can be and they cannot be and the right. lack of uniform portion makes size it stressful makes you fucking furious i know so so this is what happened so at first i'm like oh this is a bummer whatever i'm eating with a friend we go to his office and he mentions how his is also really skimpy. And I was like, you know what? This is unacceptable. Shoot an email to the place. Get a $6 credit, which, which is appreciated. That makes you feel good? Not necessarily. But like the email literally started with, I hate to be this guy. Uh-huh. But I was really looking forward to my meal. And it was like pathetic. <laughs> and I sent them a picture of the bowl. Yeah. And my friend did the same thing. And I told my girlfriend. And she was like, that's so unattractive. <laughs> really she's really? like she goes why didn't you just tell them in the moment i was like because i was you, you want me to be hey oh, can i get some more chicken some more chicken and they're like well that's gonna be an extra two dollars well well it shouldn't be an extra two dollars because you technically didn't put enough in the like i, I don't want to be that guy right so that's option right. one option two is email option three is get fucked which i'm not willing to do either yeah yeah so what am i supposed to do like am i wrong about that like her being like that is she, I was like, what would you have done? She goes, I wouldn't have done anything. Huh. I was like, well, have fun walking through life, getting fucked over constantly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like, you're overreacting now. Da da da. So this is, this is, this is the sort of the most, it's a very defining point, right? Because I feel, and I sense that you feel that there is nothing that rankles you. <laughs> That there's nothing that keeps me up at night tossing and turning on my pillow more than feeling that I was either underserved or taken advantage of. It sucks, dude. It 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 haunts your dreams. It hurts. And I think your recourse was the best one because Thank you. you didn't Thank ask you. to speak to a manager. You didn't single out an employee. I didn't make a scene. You didn't make a scene in the store. You weren't a male Karen or whatever the hell that would that's called a McLaren 
(laughs) 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 But you did get something that made you feel better, and it's no skin off the fucking company's back to send you a $6 credit. Right. One time... (laughs) So so you agree that... I think that's totally fine. I think I I think that I I don't regret doing it. I'm not going to tell her in the future when I like ha- score these minor customer service victories. Yes, because now you know that about her. I'm just I've sort of known it already, and she just thinks it's crazy the amount the lengths that I will go to to make sure that I don't get fucked over. Yeah, and that I didn't like leave money on the table because I got taken advantage of. I don't know, guys. We want to introduce you to one of our new partners. Uh, it's this. I guess you could call it a lifestyle brand. Hell right? yeah! These guys call their company "Don't Half Ass Anything." Don't half ass anything. And I guess that's ultimately their ethos behind all of their wide array of hilarious and inspiring products. That's right. Ethos, vibe, mantra, lifeblood, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they are all about not half assing anything. Yeah, they sell a bunch of cool merch, t-shirts, hats. They also sell these hilarious novelty items. This uh shot glass contraption which we will have one uh in the near future to show you guys you're gonna laugh about it sure will um and they do all sorts of cool outdoorsy stuff so these guys are go-getters uh the brand is really cool and we're excited to bring them on board yeah check out their instagram don't half ass anything uh they have a, a great blog um where they talk a lot about sort of adventures and and and, and seizing life by the balls and uh, they're they're fans of the pod. We're fans of them. Uh, so so check them out. Don't uh, don't half ass anything on Instagram. Don't half ass anything dot com on the web. Well, you know there are there are a few different te- types of people in this world, right? So growing up, my mom was very confrontational. And really, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, but yeah, well, she has always been willing to stand up for herself. That's good. And I admire it um, because I think confrontational, maybe that's not the right way to put it. She's just not afraid to say, like, this is what I believe in and, you know, this is what I think is fair for me and treatment, whatever. Um, But to the extent that whenever as a family we would go out to dinner, if she was served something, you know, that was either like totally undercooked or... Let's say she got a, a piece of fish. This was often what happened. She'd order a piece of fish and, you know, the, the tuna on the inside would be cold. Right. And she she would get it and then you cut into it. You take your first bite. The waiter's gone. You realize it's cold. She then would tell the table, our family, I'm going to say something. And my sister would have to get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> she was uncomfortable. She couldn't handle... Being around for that. Right. It made her so angry and so uncomfortable. Crazy. And my dad was the same, wired the same way, but he he could at least stand being at the table, but he is not someone who would ever say anything. He would rather choke down still frozen food at a restaurant right. than say anything. Than say anything. And I kind of, I'm somewhere in the middle. You know, Dude, yeah. If if you if the middle of your tuna steak is cold, why should you eat cold tuna? Correct. I understand if it's a little cooked a little more. I knew people who would be like, "You call this medium rare?" Like that, yeah. in my opinion, is going too far. What about wine? This is the thing for me that I is so hard, right? Because if you order a bottle of wine and they always come over and they pour you that tiny little bit to taste, sniff and taste. Have you ever sent? the bottle back have you ever said this isn't right so i have a an older pal he's like my dad's friend 
or sorry, my friend's dad, who's also my friend, um, he does this and it's really funny. And this is only a, a joke that an older guy can pull off. I've tried to do it and it just comes off as like pretentious and like, but he'll get the wine and he'll go to smell it and he'll go, ugh. <laughs> 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 he goes, he makes this just ghast like ghastly reaction. He's like, oh my God. And then he tries it and he goes, uh, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> and then he says it's good. Yes, that's how the joke ends. Okay. Which I think is hilarious. That is good. That's a good bit. But I agree. Sending the wine back is crazy. Like, Once they've opened the bottle. Dude, do you even develop like a true wine taste bud at, at this age? Like maybe by now. I can't. I still don't, wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. But as a 25 year old, like sending back a bottle of wine, literally, are you kidding me? Dude, wine is binary for me. It's either good or tolerable. Right. Those right. are the two options. Have you ever sent back a bottle of wine? No. Me either. Me either. And the only time that I, I've had, I've, I've, I've drunk full bottles of wine that I did not enjoy. Yeah. Um, and usually that's because I don't like wine that has any sort of, uh, effervescence or bubbly quality oh. to it if it's even marginally sort of sparkly or whatever right. i hate that um or or too sweet i can't stand yeah, yeah. wine that's too sweet oh, however um i have i have gritted my teeth through a bottle of wine that we've ordered because i know that if you've opened the bottle of the wine at the restaurant what option do they have? They, especially if it's not a wine that they serve by the glass on the menu, they can't convert that sold bottle to wines by the glass. And then they're out oh, that's a full bottle of wine. I wonder though, like maybe like they put it at the bar and they're like, what reds do you have? And he's like, oh, I have this. It's good. They maybe. must have a way to recycle that. But dude, I agree. It's a crazy thing to be sending it back. The only scenarios I picture where you're sending it back is a person who like really knows their wine or is a really good customer Mm -hmm. at a place i've seen someone send back a bottle of wine before but he was like the guy that they put the table in the front of the restaurant for like that whole old-fashioned thing yeah or some dude who's on a date who's like trying too hard he's like oh this is a little smoky i know i i knew a guy an ex-girlfriend's dad who considered himself a full-on sommelier and granted he inherited a wine cellar from a dear friend of his who passed away that was cavernous i mean it was know, hundreds of <laughs> bottles of wine you know maybe maybe, maybe well over 2000 and they were 1975 chateau margot you know rothschild whatever super like names really you've heard of yeah. where you're like you look at it on a menu and it's four thousand dollars five whatever he had a bunch of those crazy and so I, I do think he knew his wines and he must have like the reason he inherited that was probably because his friend knew how much he loved wine that's probably it's not true. like the yeah. seller made him into a wine guy. He was a wine guy. Thus why he got the seller, which made him more of a white guy. Correct. But he going out to dinner this with him, a wine guy. I mean, dude, this guy, it was a 50, 50 shot that the bottle was going back. And, and I watched him once at a restaurant, send multiple bottles back. Dude. So like they opened one, brought it out. He tasted it. No good. Send it back. Bring out a new one, different kind, taste it. No good. Send it back. Damn, dude. Then, then, then you're talking about. I mean, that's a, that's a tax on the restaurant. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's. I mean, it's just not an ideal situation for anybody. Dude, what about this? Have you ever, um, had a guy like the waiter sort of convince you into buying a more expensive bottle of wine? 
Like, you know, when they're like, you're like, what's a good one? And they kind of like, they usually will give you an option that's like not the least expensive, but it's like towards the bottom of the price menu. Like for Valentine's Day, uh, Hillary and I's first Valentine's Day, I was in LA for a month and she came, you know, two weeks into that. And I was like nervous, dude. Like mm. we'd been dating like a few months. That's fun. We, we'd been calling each other. We'd been talking on the phone a bunch. Like, you know, when you don't see somebody for a while yeah. and like, that's sort of like AIM syndrome. Yeah, it's fun. You're all weird around them. So I was like all weird. And then she was like, you're not talking. Like what's going on? I was like, I'm nervous. Ooh, I literally said that on the day. How cute is that? I know. So we go that's to this cute. restaurant in Santa Monica. It's disarming. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> we sit down and I start trying to like figure out half bottles. Also like, Money was very tight for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was like a procured expense. I was ready to to drop some cash on this that I didn't have. Yep. And the waiter, I start being like, what is a good one? He goes, I recommend this one, sir. And I'm like, uh, what about this one? And this was like the less expensive one. He's like, no, no, that one's no good. And wow. I was like, fuck, dude. And well, I was like, all right, whatever, fine. I do like the fact that when you have someone who really knows their wine as a waiter or a sommelier, they are not afraid to ask you the question, what's your price range? That's no, not, not a bad. that's not an uncouth question to ask in wine. Whereas in so many other things, it is. In so many other things, you wouldn't say, like, well, what are you willing to spend? Right, right, right. Um right. you wouldn't do that at a clothing store, at a shoe store. Right. Um so uh, I do like that because then what I find is they always do this. They always, you, you say like, I'm willing to spend $80 on a bottle of wine. They will give you a $75 option and then they'll $100. give you a 90 to a hundred dollar right. option. That's like, then they'll be like, it's a little, little above, but it's very nice. This, this one's very nice. Yeah. And they're like, I, I dare you to be a bitch <laughs> and go with the one you and stick to your budget, you know? <laughs> Crazy, dude. but that sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean, you, you feel bullied and you don't want to look shitty in front of you know your new girlfriend or whatever. dude. It sucks. And this guy was just like the classic like little alpha male European guy. Mm. Like, and this is it was an Italian restaurant. I don't know why I gave him a French accent. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> but Italian restaurant, and <laughs> honestly, these Italian guys, dude, they're just such like little fucking shit alpha males. They're just these little wiener guys who just think they're such. They'll talk so much shit. They'll fucking hit on your girl right in front of you. You're like, yeah. dude, I'll fucking step on you, dude. Yeah, what are you, you doing? Will. Like, now, just for the record, Julio's last name is Gallarati. Yeah, I'm Italian. He's I'll Italian. He is allowed to say these things. Correct. About the Italian people. About my people. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> dude, they really are little fuckers, man. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I, uh, my grandfather makes wine every year, so one time I'll bring some in. We'll we'll have some. Awesome. That that's very fun. what kind of, what kind of wine? Red wine. Well, he makes a little bit of white, but for cooking. I was gonna say before Italian. That's a very Italian thing, obviously too. Like all my relatives in Italy make their own wine too. Cool. And and there'll be jokes about it. Like some people's wine is like really strong. They'll be like, oh, Giovanni's wine's like fucking turpentine. Homemade <laughs> wine, it's super strong. Yeah, you have like one glass, wine. and you're like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> but they make a lot of like effervescent reds which i don't like i know that. but they're not sweet i wonder if you'd like yeah, it i don't like you just don't like bubbles huh whatsoever you're just not a bubble boy no you're not a bubble me, boy? It, it, to me it tastes like the wine's gone bad because <laughs> you know when it when wine does go bad it ferments and then it becomes somewhat fizzy and i don't like so anything that's fizzy whatsoever i hate fair enough yeah dude i had a, a fun idea for us and I, we can talk about this more off the air but 
we, Francis and I have been talking about different kind of like activities we could do and document that would be fun or funny or sort of like whatever, whatever that might mean. But one thing that I was thinking about that could be funny for us to do, I was, I was looking into survival courses. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And there's a survival course that is called, uh, anti-terrorism hostage survival training course well i mean might as well start at the top should we do it i was thinking it would be like build a fire or learn how to skin a rabbit and and the things that they teach you how to do are crazy it's like elicits like how to collect uh intelligence and repatriation like it's the full running the gambit of how to like deal with that kind of situation and i wonder what that would be like dude that could be fun to like do in film um yes and Yes, I am surprised <laughs> that that course is available. <laughs> I emailed them and they said that it will likely be offered in uh, the summer. This summer, and what? Okay, Upstate. so so what? Who takes that, dude? I don't know. It must be. I wonder if it's like a combination of like sort of like survivalist people, like the people who like buy plots of doomsday preppers, maybe. Um, but I feel like there's value to it too, like. Who knows, man? You know, especially on my fucking escapades. Yeah. If I ever get into a, a prickly situation. Give me, give me the name of the course one more time. Anti-terrorism hostage survival training course. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I mean, that I, that's so extreme. I know that you would think I might be putting myself in situations where this knowledge would be handy. Right. I don't. I don't know the people that foresee that totally because like if you actually are one of those people you get training from the military or yeah. like your private defense contractor it, it, i could see sort of um photo journalists who are being sent to active war zones right i could see that but then you again you would think yeah they might have some military liaison who could who could offer a, a more real course or whatever totally i t- <laughs> i took a um a self-defense class once. Oh yeah, Did was, it, was it like a seminar? Like what? No, what? it was. It was like once a we week. were grappling with each other. Jesus. So it was. It was mixed martial arts and street fighting. That was the name of the course. Jesus. And I, I was, I, you know, I always thought MMA was super cool when it started really becoming popular, and I just wanted to give it a shot. I think part of the reason was that I had had that fight where I got beat up really badly. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I need to have some kind of sense of how to protect myself if that ever happens again. Um, so I, I was in New York and, you know, there's so many of, if you look up to the second or third floor of, of a lot of buildings in New York, there's always like some, you know, Royce Gracie's Tiger Den Jiu-Jitsu totally. Studio. Tiger Shulman. Yeah. Uh, kickboxing Mai Tai. All these, they're always on like the second, third yes. floor. It's always a walk-up. And it's converted ballet studio that totally now is, did. you know, has pads on the ground and, and is someplace that guys come on Tuesday nights and grapple with each other or whatever. He has but, a tiger embroidered yeah. on his uniform. <laughs> this guy that led the class, though, the class was so specific to you're outside of a bar and you're you're getting jumped. That's crazy. And it wasn't like, you know, this is how to put somebody in an arm bar and win win a fight or whatever. It was like a guy's got a knife. Here's how you come out of it. When he showed you examples 
did he go? Yeah, he didn't. Hyah. But when Hyah. he would when he would throw punches and show how to throw the punches, he would do that thing. He would you know he would do the thing where he goes. Yeah, yeah. There was just a little bit of that exhale through the teeth, the the, the half whistle exhale. Dude. Why do they do that? I guess like it's like the same way tennis players grunt. grunt the same exactly. Yeah, like the breath release helps you execute. Interesting like weightlifting. That's how. By the way, I always think whenever I hear somebody punching and doing that, I'm like, this person knows what they're doing. <laughs> He's got the whistle. He's got the teeth whistle exhale thing. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the class was. I mean, it was interesting. Um, but I remember the guy. I mean, the guy's face was just like pummeled to bits. All the bones were in the wrong place. He had scars, those ugly kind of uh, jagged scars, cheekbones that were poking out the wrong angle. This guy's just looking for trouble. He had been he'd been in through some wars. Yeah. And like actual wars? I don't you think it's a soldier. I mean just, you know, right. probably he'd been in a few like twelve on ten brawls. Jesus. And uh he was a wiry guy. You could tell from the way that he was throwing punches, he knew what he was doing. And um it was scary. It was that level of violence and just that people, you know, expect that they might come against that at some point in their life. You you hope you never do. Right. But dude, speaking of this, did you see the Lady Gaga dog napping video? I didn't see the video. There's a video of it. Does he get killed in the video? He doesn't get killed, and he's stabilized, and he's expected to make a full recovery. Oh, he's fine? Yes. Oh, okay. That's so, what I've so, read. So I read a little bit about this story this morning. I think you're more familiar with me uh, with it than I am. Can you like give us a brief rundown? Yeah. Um, and, and by the time this episode comes out, I know this story will be a little more uh, in the past, maybe, but um, Lady Gaga has a dog walker. She has three French bulldogs. We have one. Our French bulldog's name is Kojai. She has a French bulldog named Koji. Hey, OJ. That's crazy. Yeah. And her dog walker was out walking the dogs at 940 p.m. in Los Angeles. And a white sedan pulled up alongside. People got out, started yelling at him, give them up. And the dog walker wouldn't. Damn. He starts screaming, no, no, in a very high pitched tone. Understandably, he's terrified. There are they're wrestling kind of for these dogs and there are multiple people trying to take them from him at some point by the way this goes on for like 30 seconds and he's screaming at some point someone fires a gun jesus shoots him it's crazy and even against all that the the story i read was that he still held on to one of the dogs and they took two of them got in the car raced off and he's lying on the ground, bleeding, having been shot. Oh my God. Someone comes up, calls 911 for him. As he's lying on the ground, he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm bleeding out. I'm bleeding out. The guy's like, don't worry. We're, you know, help's on the way. And he admits that they're Lady Gaga's dogs, right? Guy gets taken to the hospital. He's expected to make a full recovery. Thank God. Lady Gaga offers $500,000 no questions asked for the return of the dogs is that they always say that can you ever actually really expect to return the dogs and get the money and no questions asked can you can you really expect that all right i have 
two follow-up questions to your question. Love it. The first is, is it even up to her? Someone gets shot. I don't know. How is she able to say, totally. if you bring these dogs back, no crimes will be charged against you? Dude, totally. You shot somebody. Also, dude, that guy was probably making 50 bucks to walk those dogs. If two people roll up on me with a van and a fucking gun, I immediately give them the dogs. 100%. <laughs> so this is the second question. What can he reasonably expect Lady Gaga to either do for him or to pay him, given that she has already made it clear she was willing to spend 500 G's on the dogs, and this guy took a bullet for the dogs and held on to the third one. Yeah. What is reasonable that she should give him? What's the reasonable amount of money? Six-digit, uh, six-figure sum for sure. Um, yeah. And it just makes now, me wonder, you, too. Can you say that as a number? Because I okay. hate that we've talked about this. Okay, fine, I, six sure. digits to me is... It could be 100K. It could be 800K. Like is what you're saying. There's too big of a well, range. It, it, first of all, it, uh, that, that, that's, it, okay, it, okay, that's fine. too low. Okay, fine. It has to be more than what she offered for the dogs. I think uh, that's a good point. This is the thing. I wonder what was happening there. Like, it doesn't sound like the guy, it sounds like it was a targeted hit on the dogs, maybe. Do you think that these people knew that they were Lady Gaga's dogs? I, it sounds like maybe. And if not, you know, they're in like a fancy neighborhood. Maybe these guys were just being like, they were out Hopeful. to score yeah. and they were going to grab dogs in whatever expensive neighborhood this is in and they were going to make money on it, whatever. Unless like at first when I read the story, I was like, is is the fucking dog walker just in the shady shit? Mm. But it doesn't sound like it. No, I don't. It think was so. about the dogs. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think a, she's going to cover all of his medical expenses, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and B, she has to give him money because it'll just look bad if she doesn't. So that guy's chilling. And I wonder if that was going through his head. He's like, here's my chance. I'm taking a bullet for these dogs. <laughs> And I'm cashing in. I walk dogs for a living. I hate it. I hate doing it. I make $50 a day. Yeah, but he's walking Lady Gaga's dog. So he's he's plugged in. Dude. This is a celebrity dog walker. And you know that if he's walking Lady Gaga's dogs, he's probably walking John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's dogs. Right. He's probably walking point. Jimmy Fallon's dogs. And he's probably walking Prince you know, Harry's dogs. Yeah, <laughs> this guy has a day filled with very elite dogs because <laughs> they're referring to each other well i'll tell you what man next time he's interviewing he's gonna be like this is what i'm willing to do for your dogs and we'll show them a video of him I getting agree. shot i agree but okay so so what <laughs> yes i think medical bills paid for obviously obviously um i don't know that necessarily it's going to be publicized what Lady Gaga offers him, right? Um, and it's also possible that he might be the type of guy who says, like, don't pay me anything. I just, this is who, you know, I did what anyone would do. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do that as a formality the way when they're like, stay. And you're like, oh, I should get going. They're like, no, please stay. And you're like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah eventually like, you it, give in. It might just become one of those situations. I I think it makes more sense for her to like buy him a house. But dude, wow. it, uh, to me, like the, a million dollars is the minimum number. Wow, interesting. A Chris million dollars. Do? Dude, he took a bullet for her dogs. Walking her dogs. Yeah. 
And she's offered five hundred thousand dollars as for a two ransom. Of them. Yeah, you're that's right. two hundred fifty grand a head for right. a dog. You're right. What is the value of human life? He could have been killed. You're right for sure. But I I still think that you always gift a dollar amount because if you gift somebody something with like tax implications, that just like maybe we'll just maybe they're not prepared for that. It's fine. They need to learn that. You're fine. Side thought doesn't matter. Um, but you're right. You're right. Maybe it should be higher number than I. Uh, I think a million is the minimum i'm fine with that based on the fact based on the fact that she offered so much for the dogs she might have played her hand too early by offering so much for the dogs also he saved one of the dogs too like that's what i'm saying like this guy's a g dude yeah yeah it's a it's an incredible story um and obviously as of as of this moment we do hope that the dogs are returned safely but I have to say, I hate to say this, if there is a way that those dog nappers can collect that ransom uh, without getting caught, I mean, that is a very profitable crime. Totally. That sets a very dangerous precedent. That is a, you know, you hope you don't have to shoot somebody. Uh, dog, I don't know, dog napping? Like, you don't think of dog napping as being something that's, it's kind of clever because, you know, people aren't as invested in it as if it was a person. So maybe kidnapping get, is no joke. That's kidnapping a super is a real difficult thing. That's a crazy That seems one. like a nightmare, kidnapping Dude, somebody. Terrible. Then you have to feed them and then you have to like bring them a bucket to go to the bathroom in and totally. You start dating them. How do you yeah, <laughs> you have conversations with them? You bond. Dude. Next thing you know, they have Stockholm syndrome. As yeah. you said, they start they start dating and then you're in this <laughs> weird relationship with somebody that you are holding took. captive. Yeah. I know. Uh <laughs> yeah, kidnapping. What okay. What are the crimes that you what what are the crimes that you could reasonably see yourself doing? The crimes that I could reasonably see. Yeah, you won't do it, but but like what's the closest? What's the most the one where you're like, if if I had to Tempting. commit a crime. Some sort of like financial fraud, probably. <laughs> at no one's expense. Maybe at the expense of like some big company or something. So you like, a, that's a very noble answer. A victimless crime. Victimless crime. Always. I, I can't imagine consciously perpetrating a crime against yeah, somebody else. C harming somebody it's seems not, out of the question of the to question. me. But dog napping. Sound terrible. Starting to warm up to this idea. <laughs> In a wealthy neighborhood, like you said, celebrity dog dogs. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll feed it. I'll I'll walk it wearing a mask. It's another good video idea. Yeah. <laughs> we just change our voices. If you want your dog back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Oops the Podcast. Tell us what crimes you've committed. Send us emails, <laughs> oops the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, what's the what's the you know the policy where you're not going to get in trouble amnesty oh yeah we, we grant we you, amnesty you amnesty if you send us a crime you've committed we want to hear about it um <laughs> follow the youtube follow the instagram i'm francis ccls he's not julio with a j check out pack light julio's travel podcast and uh we will see you guys soon thanks so much so much for joining us